Jamie Eisner, Alex Cologier here. Alex, I kind of think you're you're gooning up this anchor a little bit. Like I, know. I, I feel like you know you, you were on the anchor last night breaking down the post game of Cavs Celtics, and I think you gooned it up a little bit. We gooned it up. Well, you did call me and you said, "Hey, we're going to talk about the Celtics potentially gooning it up last night." And I said, "Well, let me throw on a New Jersey Nets <laughs> Jason Kidd jersey, and I'll goon it up myself." So what do you make of this? Because the Celtics players didn't. I mean, they were asked about Ty Luce's comments saying that they they gooned it up in game two. Uh, I think they just straight out beat the Cavs again. I don't think so. I don't. I think if anything, the Cavs tried to goon yeah. the Celtics. J.R. Smith I, said, I was going to say J.R. Smith. That's the first thing that came to mind. The Aaron Baines, Larry Nance thing was just. I think I, yeah. I, I, I take nothing from that. I and, think that holds zero value. No, and Jared, going back to your J.R. Smith point, he came out today and said, "Yeah, I pushed off Warford on purpose." But yeah, I, I, I don't think. The Celtics are at fault at all. I think that even if they try to, good on them. Because we talked about yesterday how the game to LeBron was going to come out. And what separates this Boston team from others in the past is they didn't bend the knee. And they didn't just let LeBron walk in there. And and I think the physicality there was definitely a good thing. Because Boston can definitely push Cleveland around in this series. Absolutely. And I I think what's fascinating too about it is... You look at teams that play a strong defensive system. Not just have a couple of good, really defensive players, but play a strong defensive system, and it really gets under team skin. There is nothing in sports that's more frustrating for a team than when you're getting shut down fundamentally on defense. And I think that frustration boiled over for the Cavs, and what do you expect the Celtics not to respond? The Celtics are going to sit there and let you kind of push them around and be like, yeah, no, nah, you know what, we're okay, you know, we don't care. No, they're going to respond back. It's going to be chippy. It's the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I, I don't know. This seems to me like a weird, I, weird I narrative. It's, it's a weird a, excuse. It, it does. It for does why they excuse, lost. It? Well, I think we look back in the first series and we saw how scrappy Indiana was and how mm-hmm. that played into their hands and getting under the Cavs skin a little bit. And I look at this Boston team, and not only are they so well rounded, just offensively and production wise, and on the score sheet, obviously they're so balanced, but they're just such a multifaceted team. When I watch this team. They're able to get under the opponent's skin. They're able to get in these these little physical outbursts and these little spats, and they're so composed doing so. They don't get out of their own element. You have guys on the team that can serve in that role like Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris and, and guys that can come off the bench and do that, and I think it's just such a huge advantage, and I think it's just another testament to how just well-rounded this team really is being able to be physical, and stay composed. And watching these two teams in this matchup, it's the Cavs that seem out of control. Oh, It's, it's the Cavs it's, that seem, I don't, I don't want to say timid, that's not the right word, but they, they seem, they don't seem to be collectively just within themselves. No, they it don't. It feels like they're pan- They're the team they, that's they, panicking. They and I think we saw that too. Um, the Cavs go up nine in the third, and they go into the fourth, and they're down seven. And I think just as the crowd starts getting into it and, and Terrio's ear starts taking over, Frustration just started boiling over, and I think the J.R. Smith thing was really just the the end of it all. Of the hey, we are losing our you know what. And, right and as you've watched, as we've watched the Cavs, and these are two very different games for the Cavs. They still mm-hmm. ended with the same result, but two very different games where they got blown out of the gym in game they were one out of right it away. In the first ten minutes, and again, yeah, they had a nice little kind of comeback-ish in the third quarter of game one where they cut the deficit to only fourteen, 14. <laughs> uh, but. Not but great. but but you saw Boston comes out in that game in the fourth quarter, hits a three right away, and then the Cavs wilted from there. Once the Cavs saw their lead slowly start to dwindle away, and they just it just seems like they, they, they wilt under the it. pressure. It's like oh you know it's like once they see that lead, once it slips away, it's like well we're never getting that back. We 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 tried, we well, did our best, well, we're done. Luke and I did talk about this last night when the Cavs were up eight nine. It felt like a two three point lead, but when yeah. the Celtics got 
their four five point lead it seemed like double yes. digits just because of the way that those two teams were playing it just you, you want to talk about now a lot of this goes to look, Brad Stevens has been been heaped with praise yeah I but mean. but a lot of it is I feel like when I'm watching these games and I'm watching in this series in particular the Celtics are playing like a confident team that's the- they, they look like a team that they don't get rattled when they're down they don't get careless when they're up and it looks like Cleveland is just like desperately like they're all, that they're like shocked when things are going right for them. I know. Like it's like, oh wow, things are actually going good for us. And then the second they stop, it goes, oh woe is me. Well, I think in the first few series against the Bucks and then against the Sixers, the storyline was these guys are playing confident. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, both 21 and 20 respectively. Terry Rozier is 24, obviously the backup. And the word that we kept throwing out was, these guys play like this is like yeah. they're used to this. Composure. And, and again, that, that's a lot of Brad Stevens. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I, I think it's still almost crazy that we're still using this word because I'm still in shock at how they haven't wilted under the pressure. They didn't bend the needle of LeBron in game two when we all expected him to. And sure enough, he puts up 40 and Boston wins by 13. And I think it's, it's finally time to if you haven't already believe in the Celtics team. And if they're going to, if they did quote unquote goon it up, good on them because they didn't do anything it wrong. It worked. And if, and if you know what, if you're going to get under Cleveland's skin, I mean, I think you're going to get a little bit of a push here. Again, I, I believe in the narrative that yeah. I've said throughout these playoffs and both any, any sports league that has a seven game series, it's very difficult for a team, the favorite in the series that's up two nothing to go on the road in game three. That is when that road underdog team tends to make that big push. And they're going to be challenged. I'm interested to see how Boston handles that challenge. But right now, I'm looking at this cast team and thinking, I, I, we're already getting to excuse mode. This gooning it up thing, like maybe it wasn't meant to come off that way by Ty Lue, but that's how I took it. I, well, well, they gooned it up. So? Again, I think the narrative... You have J.R. Smith on your team. Again, I think the narrative is flipped. I think if, if you were to Kendrick, ask me Kendrick to Perkins pick one... Kendrick Perkins is in a suit yelling at rappers <laughs> in this postseason. Like, I mean, don't, don't act like that. This, this Cavs team is the most virtuous team of all time. And I can't believe somebody was physical with us. That's not how you play uh, basketball. Like, I, I, this uh, seems... We're already at the excuse stage. Again, that's a problem. Again, if... if if there was a, a flagrant two or somebody got ejected from Boston's side, then sure, maybe you can you could point a finger. But there was nothing that was played yeah. inside the court that I that nothing. made me think, oh, wow, Boston's really just trying to... There was to... some physical basketball yeah. being played. There was nothing. And again, we have seen over-the-top things. We have seen guys get checked in the scoreboards or punches thrown but not land. I mean, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that's, that's outside of the framework of the game. Nothing happened outside of the framework of the game in this game. No. And to me, I just I think if the shoe was on the other foot, I just, again, I, I don't want to harp on this because I know like right now we're in the narrative that Brad Stevens can walk on water at this <laughs> point. But I have a hard time believing if the roles were reversed... That Brad Stevens would come out and say, oh, the Cavs were just gooning it up on us. I have a hard time believing that. This feels like an excuse from Ty Lue. And honestly, they're going to be looking for a lot of excuses because I don't think this game, this series goes beyond five games. No, I, there's nothing that I see in these first two games. And, I, and obviously it's hard. And we've been, we've been trying to do it after each individual game this postseason. It's hard to look at what happened in past games and try to find optimism the other side but there is nothing that I've seen in these first two games that would make me believe that the Cavs can win this series just based on how they match up this with the is ex- the Cavs are displaying everything that we were concerned about all season it's, in this series everything's being exploited and they can be beaten by a fundamentally strong team and that's one thing Boston is Boston's might not be uh, look I think they're going to the finals I don't think they're better than either of the teams in the Western Conference but they can beat the Cavs. You know why? Because they're good and they're fundamentally strong. And that's the one thing the Cavs are not. Let me ask you something, Jamie. Something that I was thinking about yesterday. We've talked a lot, and it's something that's been talked about. 
a lot over the postseason and over the regular season and pretty much over his entire career is LeBron James and getting help. Tell me why LeBron just doesn't do everything on offense and his quote-unquote help just doesn't come defensively. Why doesn't LeBron just tell his guys, hey, I'll score. All I need you guys to do in terms of help is play defense. Well, Does that not seem like a... A good is, plan. I, I think <laughs> fi finding star defensive players are few and far between the league. We, we, are, we are now in an era of three-point shots and offense. And by the way, I like that. And, and I like oh, that. Yes. I think that's an exciting brand of basketball. I don't want to see 87 to 75 basketball games every night. Like, I, I, that's, that's fine. There was a time when that was okay with people. That's not what I want to see. Agreed. Uh, but I think the issue is, is, one, it's hard to find players that are going to play with LeBron successfully because LeBron dominates the ball so much. And it's tough to find those just like, where do you find those defensive stalwarts? Where do you find those types of players? And if they're not able to provide anything on offense, are you running the risk of having what we have in game two where LeBron can put up 40 plus? Although again, this was, this is gonna be damning with faint praise. I think it was probably one of his weaker 40 plus point games. I didn't feel like, especially in the second half, he had that much of an he, impact on the game. He misses the second, some of the second quarter. And I know he had he to- He can't drive in he the had fourth. To, he had a concussion, excuse me, recalibrate uh, after getting hit in the head. <laughs> Um, shoot at the bucket in the middle, LeBron. Yeah, you know there are three. The, the one in the middle. But look, it's yeah. I just the, the this team is fundamentally flawed, and when LeBron James tries to do it all himself, it's not going to matter. He We're, can't score. He's not scoring a hundred points himself. Well, he can't do it's it. It's just too. I mean, you can get away with that stuff against you know a first round opponent, yeah. the Pacers, or the Raptors, against the because, Raptors you, because you own, own that. Because you, you own so own, much headspace in the Raptors. Say, it's uh, unbelievable. Even, you own literal real estate, but you're too deep now. And I don't care if the Celtics are down Kyrie or are, are down Gordon Hayward. They're not afraid of LeBron. Good. No, I, they're not. And the thing is, if you're not afraid of LeBron, there's nobody else in the Cavs that scare you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Confidence has just been that one. Kevin Loves word. a superstar in name only in this postseason. Oh, like, you're not I wrong. just, it's just, it's not. There's he's nobody. not the player they thought he's going to be with LeBron. Now, if LeBron leaves, I think he does leave Cleveland. Maybe Kevin Love goes back to what he did in Minnesota. Again, we have seen players excel and change the way they play. I mean, look, Anthony Davis was better when um, DeMarcus Cousins, Cousins was hurt. Like, this, there's no way around it. That, that was the fact. They played a different game. Maybe the team might have ended up being better when you have two players like that, although DeMarcus Cousins is unfollowing the Pelicans on Twitter or on Instagram. Oh, all, no. All the other stuff that's going on <laughs> out there. But... He's like Julio Jones again, which is unfollowing oh, yeah. people like crazy. But so maybe Love plays a different game. But I'm looking at the way that the Cavs team plays around LeBron. This Cavs team, this is the worst constructed team that they've had in the LeBron era in some time. It's just bad basketball. Going back to even the the old Cavs days. Just bad basketball. Not a lot of rhythm. There's no. There's nobody intimidating. Um, there's nobody off the bench that provides a spark. There's nobody aside from Love and maybe a couple Kevin or Kevin. Kyle Korver threes, that's intimidating. The ball's out of LeBron's hands, I'm not worried. Well, I think, and the Celtics pretty much do that. They're they're forcing LeBron's secondary help to beat them, and so far it's worked. And I'm really surprised. I, I'm anxious to see how, going back to game three at Quicken Loans, how just watching the game, how it unfolds. Yeah. If, if Cleveland plays with that chip on their shoulder and how... Boston response because this is a team too that's nine and zero at home still hasn't lost and just plays yeah. with so much energy at home. How they play on the road and you know does a twenty point Cavs win? Does it does it steer the narrative? Yeah. I mean, that, and that's I the mean, thing. That's what I'm kind of waiting. And, to and see. you're dealing with the cliche of getting role players play better at home. I mean that that's the I mean boy that's been the NBA cliche for it feels like fifty years now. It's, it's but yeah. I just feel like the the, the thing is is I, I'm not surprised by what's happening in the series right now because. Boston is exposing everything that we were feared about the Cavs, and that's why I think this is legitimate. That's why I think there's not some quick fix to it. It's not like there's a new problem being exposed that the Cavs can just fix overnight. 
just the problems they've had all year, I've been exposed again. And uh, I guess we're gonna, they're gonna resort to calling things, uh, being go- gooning it up. Well, whatever it takes to win, because right now the Cavs don't know how to do that.